God bless you. I feel the love. Please be seated. Turn to your neighbor and tell him you're going to get more than your money's worth. <laughs> so, yes, may I add my happy Mother's Day. Happy Nurturer's Day, I like to say. Happy Nurturer's Day, because there are those of us who um, have not known the privilege of having natural children, but I like us all to be included, all of us who are, who are nurturers. And I love the way you included everyone in, in your prayer there, Christy. So big thank you, Pastors Chrissy and Ewan, and thank you, uh, everyone, for having me. I am a Perth girl originally, a Perth girl born and bred. And there are some people who have known me like since probably my youth group days <laughs> going back. And I, um, I haven't lived in Perth since 1992. I left for, uh, for four months and, and that was it. Sort of life, life took a different direction. Never thought I'd live anywhere else but here and um, have, lived, have lived in Queensland, South Australia... Um, and now in Sydney, under the leadership of pastors Phil and Chris Pringle, part of C3 Oxford Falls. Give me a wave if you've never heard me. Give me a wave if you've never heard me. I'm a, look, I love it. Just when I think I've saturated the nation, I love it. I've been doing this for nearly 30 years, so I've gallivanted around for Jesus. Full-time itinerant, they call it. actually don't like that word, itinerant, because it sounds like I'm homeless. <laughs> and I'm not in any shape or form. It's quite warm up here. I might shed a layer. I'll shed the mantle. Who wants to be touched by the mantle? I'll do a, do a Benny Hinn. <laughs> Make sure I'm more decent. Have been known to get disheveled after those moments. Um, and uh, what else can I tell you? Okay, my husband. I'm married to a tall, dark and handsome angelic visitation called Damien. Here he is. He's got great legs. Uh, you can have great legs too if you run 140k a week, which is what he basically does. So this is the deal. I married an architect. I thought, awesome, great earning potential. As I live in by faith uh, ministry, I thought, I'll never have to worry about money ever again. And about five years ago, he decided to step out in faith and leave that to do this. So people say, is there money in running? No. That's not why you do it. Not unless you, you're Usain Bolt. I think he's the only person made money out of running. But it was a dream and we have, uh, <laughs> we stepped out on the God dream. And for someone who, yes, younger than me, Queen Cougar of the Church of Jesus Christ in Australia, uh, but, um, but nevertheless, quite, I mean, he's in his 40s, so older, you know, to be stepping out on a, on a, a running dream and Actually, it's done really well. So that was the Melbourne Marathon uh, a few years ago. And that photo was taken only a couple of K before the finish line. So he's clearly got his second wind, looking strong. I'm trying to remember what his marathon time, time was. Uh, two hours 50. I think that's his marathon time. He does 10K. He does 10K in 34 minutes. Anyone into running? Only one person. I thought so, by the, the silent response. Good, good times. Let's say that. He's flipping fast. That's all I'm going to say. So there he is. People often ask, where is he? That's what he's doing right now, chucking laps around Centennial Park in Sydney. So, <laughs> and uh, he's the Christian, I'm the preacher. So there you go. This morning's word 
That was a joke. Yes, just thought I clarified. I am a Christian. All right, okay. This morning's word is for all of us. It's not a Mother's Day specific word. It's for everyone here. So I want you to lean in, have your spiritual antenna up, be listening to hear. One thing that a prophet does, when a prophet comes into the, into the place, we, I, I kind of consider myself like spiritual Sudafed. I clean the airwaves. That's literally what a prophet should do. A prophet's not about coming and giving you information. We are not like the Old Testament prophet. The Old Testament prophet was the only way people heard from God. We all hear from God. John 10, 27 says, my sheep hear my voice. So clearly, the New Testament prophet has a different function to what the Old Testament prophet had. Not the same beast, not the same animal. And I personally have a pet hate of uh, the new being referred uh, and defined by the old. Because it's quite different. I can't see any of you. Can we get it lighter? Are there any other lights here? Is that, that's it? That's as light as it gets? Because I can't see you. Um, <laughs> we're here. Yeah. And so I say that to say this, that this, the, the anointing out of which I preach that will be released here this morning actually causes you to hear from God more clearly. So if you are at a place of wanting to seek God, hear from God, get clarity, I encourage you to be expectant and to activate your faith because my job is to cause you to hear more clearly. Not for me to tell you this is what God is saying as much as release something to cause you to hear from God more clearly and irrespective of what I preach, God has a way of speaking to you right where you're at and uh, and, to, and to deliver to you what you need right now, in this moment, in this season. Does that make sense? Okay, I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you right now that your word is alive, living, active, sharper than any two-edged sword. I thank you for the open heaven here today. I thank you for open hearts. Lord, we don't need to hear the voice of a woman. We need to hear from heaven. So I thank you, Holy Spirit, right now that you would have your way and have your say here at Oasis Church. In Jesus' name, amen. Cool logo, by the way. Whoever your graphic designer was, very nice. I want to speak to you today on the subject of new faith. New faith. I kind of feel some of you need a fresh infusion of faith. I know there are those of you who've been walking with Jesus for a long time. And you know what? There are those of us here today who, like the marathon runner, really need a second wind of faith. It's like you're, you've got a bit of believer's fatigue, especially for those things of long standing. And let's just be honest here today. Have you noticed the spiritual atmosphere over our nation has changed? It's shifted. Friends, we are no longer mainstream. We are the extreme. Have you noticed that suddenly overnight there is a move afoot to try and shut us down, shut us up? And so we're going to need new levels of faith in this season. And I believe God wants Oasis Church to be bold, bold, unintimidated and unashamed. Yet I know that there are challenges here that people are facing, personal challenges, you know, in your lives, your families. And so let's Let's go about seeing what the Word of God has to say about faith. Because just maybe it is faith, but not as you've known it. Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So 
Who wants to please God? Give me a wave. Who want to please God? So it's not negotiable. Faith is not negotiable. Some people put faith in the kind of, well, that was an 80s message. Oh, faith was an American message. You know, faith is, it's, you know, it is a relevant message. Because without it, it's impossible to please God. And all versions say the same thing. I, I, I love reading and studying different versions of the word. And some scriptures sound very different version to version. Have you noticed? Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the NIV because some of my favorite scriptures sound totally different in that version. But this verse is identical. Every single version I read said the same thing. And we're all tested in our faith at times. And for those of you today who feel like your faith bucket is feeling a bit empty and you might feel a bit inadequate in the faith department, and maybe for you, faith is about more faith is about more work and you don't need to do more work because you're tired enough as it is. I believe God wants to take the pressure off. Hebrews 12, 1 to 2 says in the New King James, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. The New Living says we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. In the Amplified, it says, looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith, the first incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity. So what am I saying? I'm saying this. Faith starts with Jesus. It ends with Jesus. And everything in between is Jesus. We do not have the power to create faith to manufacture it or force it. Faith is much more than confidence or positive thinking. It's not about bravado or a mask or pretending that something's not happening that is. Faith is a supernatural spiritual force that is given to us for free. Romans 4, 4, 16 says, Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace. Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace. We often don't link those two words together. Faith and grace. Faith and grace. So for those of you today, you think I'd love more faith. I'd love more faith. And I used to teach that faith is like a muscle. Faith's like a muscle. The more you use it, yeah, the stronger it gets. I actually repent of that, uh, that message because if that's what it depends on, it means that faith is dependent on our work and it's not dependent on our work. There is a work of faith, but that's quite different to, uh, than, than the idea of working to get faith because we don't work to get faith. Work, faith comes by grace. So whatever faith it is that you need today, whatever area that you feel depleted in faith, whatever thing you've been believing for and you feel like your believer is dead on, on its back with its legs in the air, there is a faith that comes, a supernatural force that comes from Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And so faith is a grace. It's a gift that we ask and receive from Jesus. Now, this is, this is good news as well. I'm a good news preacher. Let me tell you the good news. There is no one here today who's more predisposed to faith than anyone else. No one came out of the womb with a greater capacity to believe than anyone else. No one here has got DNA, faith-impregnated DNA, that gives them a special believing advantage above anyone else. I don't, it does not matter who you are, 
how old you are, where you've come from, I mean, how long you've been a Christian for. There's none of us who have an added advantage or ability to believe over another because our ability to believe comes from Jesus. Jesus, who is no respecter of persons. And to those of you here today and you feel weak in the faith department, I've got news for you that there is supernatural spiritual faith that comes from him for free. Not because of what you can do or what you have done, but because of what he has done. That faith, faith, I prophesy faith into this place. That Oasis Church is going to be known as an oasis of faith. And people will walk in the door and they're going to, they're going to have trouble unbelieving. They're going to have trouble not believing because of the atmosphere of faith. I see the water table of faith arising in this place. And some of you have come here. You've come to this church and maybe you've had the faith stuffing knocked out of you. That you've been to hell and back more than once. Who am I speaking to? You know what it is to have your faith challenged. Can I tell you, you're in the right place. Because as, as you're here, your faith is going to rise. It's going to rise. Because Jesus, everyone say, Jesus. Jesus is the author and the perfecter of our faith. I'm not here for very long, one appearance only. I'm going to make the most of it. I'm, I'm adios out of here in 15 minutes or so, 20 minutes. So I'm seizing the moment. Some of you are looking at me like, like the, um, that's all right. I don't care. I'm just declaring what God's given me to declare. So no one more deserving than another. There was a father of a sick child in Mark chapter 9. Some of you might recall the story. He had this child who was his son, actually, who was tormented by seizures. It turned out to be a demonic impression, uh, um, impression in, in, in fact, and he would be thrown into the fire and would self-harm. It was a terrible situation, actually. If you can just imagine yourself, you know, as a... As a parent, having to see your child suffer that way. And the father had actually taken his son to the disciples. So the disciples of Jesus had already prayed for this boy and nothing had changed. The disciples hadn't been able to help. And Mark 23, 24, Jesus says to him, to the father, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Lord, I believe. Help. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Now, this story is very interesting because the father gets his miracle. Right? Father gets his miracle. His, his son is, is delivered from the demonic oppression and he is set free and healed from the seizures, from the torment. Awesome. Miracle. Prayer answered on a statement of unbelief. Some of you have thought that you have to keep everything perfect. You're never going to get a miracle if you have a moment of doubt. You're never going to get a miracle. God's not going to answer your prayer if you have one bad day, a bad confession. They're all rises and falls on you and your performance. And yet this father prays what I believe is a very powerful prayer. And God wants to set some of you free today through this story. Because the powerful prayer was this. 
help. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Now, bear in mind, he made this declaration in front of all the crowds that were gathered. What did he do? He made himself vulnerable and he came before Jesus with honesty. Some of you just need to be honest. Some of you just need to come to Jesus and be honest. He can handle it. Instead of pretending that you don't have unbelief, instead of pretending that you don't have doubts, Come to the Lord and say, Lord, I believe, help. Help my unbelief. I know it's kind of hard when you've been believing for that loved one, for that mother, that father, for that child to come to the Lord for like nearly 40 years. Join the club. I know how it feels. I know that your believing can get a bit weary. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Not, not Lord, I believe and ignore my unbelief. Not, Lord, I believe. Let's just pretend the unbelief isn't there. Not, Lord, I believe I'm ashamed of my unbelief. But, Lord, I believe, help. There are people here today with financial situations. You need, to, you need to come and be honest before God. Lord, I believe, help. I love the fact you minister to people during the worship time, giving people a, a ch- There are some of you today who need to seize this moment you have in your services, which I'm assuming is every week you have an opportunity Because as you come, what you are doing is you're making a declaration of, of, Lord, I believe, help. Lord, I believe, help. And that place, that place is a powerful place. It's not a weak place. For those of you who've been battling with someone here today and you're battling with addiction and you you get through and then you relapse. You get through, you relapse. And the truth is you actually feel quite condemned. And you feel like a failure. Lord, I believe, help. You don't know if you're ever going to get set free. You don't know if you're ever going to pull through. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Because it's in that place of vulnerability and honesty and humility before God in admitting, you know what, I reckon I live there. I reckon that's basically where I live. Lord, I believe, help. I reckon that pretty pretty well sums it up. Because the fact is, is that we all have challenges Stuff happens, curveballs get thrown at us. Just when we think we've got it together, something happens and it's not together anymore. And Jesus is the author and the perfecter. And the perfecter. I have prayed many times to the Lord Lord, Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. But, but whatever it takes to perfect this faith, I'm going to get it from you. There is such a thing as perfect faith. If you have a read in James, there are such a thing as works of faith. But it's not based on perfect people. Perfect faith comes with, from Jesus. Starts with Jesus, finishes with Jesus, and in beto- everything in between is Jesus. To, the, to those who feel the most weak amongst you today, you can have faith. You can have faith because of Jesus. Not because of who you are, but because of who he is. He's the author and the perfecter. Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Can I have the worship team return? Faith comes, please. Faith comes by hearing. Everyone say, faith comes. 
Say it again. Faith comes. Faith comes. So I live in Sydney. Actually, at right at this moment, the worship team, they come. Here they are. Here they come. A few seconds ago, they weren't up here. But now they come. Right? They come. Uh, I live in Sydney. And last Sunday night, I arrived. I wasn't here before then. But then Vicky comes. Here she is. I wasn't in this church until quarter to ten this morning. You haven't heard me before. I've never stood on this platform. But here she comes. Vicky comes. Faith comes. Just because you haven't had faith before doesn't mean it's not going to come. In those areas, I'm looking at a brother. You're nodding your head there, mate. You've got a T-shirt, second row from the back, dark hair. Yeah, what's your name, mate? You just put your finger there. Paul? Paul. Um, Paul, I see faith coming. Faith coming in an area that's been really hard to believe. As you look in the natural, very tempting to give up and lose hope. But I see faith growing legs and it's coming in your direction. Faith comes and I see you embracing faith. I see you embracing it and, and giving it a second shot, giving it another go. I'm going to believe again. I'm going to believe again. It's a journey, Paul. I see you on this journey with faith. There are some of you need to make friends with faith today. Because you, you feel like faith has disappointed you. Some of you feel like faith's let you down. You fought the fight of faith and you lost. Some of you feel like this faith thing is, is oh, it's not realistic. I know what it is to believe, believe, believe from blue in the face, believe for my loved one to live and they and they died. I know what that feels like. I know what it is to be standing on the word, standing on prophetic promises that have had not just one confirmation but many and, and for that not to come to pass and have no chance of that coming to pass. I tell you what, that's when faith kicks in. That's when faith kicks in because at the end of the day, faith is about trust. And for some of you where you've lost faith, you need to turn to trust. That promise, that promise. So there's some of you with, I'm just sensing, some of you have got some unresolved stuff with God. I mean, this is where the rubber hits the road. Those what, what, like what God? What God? What was that about? We believed. We believed and they didn't live. We believed and it didn't happen. I mean, though, honestly, to continue to trust God in the face of, that is the, I think that's the most highest offering you can give God is your trust and your believing when you have no reason to believe. And there's some of you here today who need to do business with God in that respect, to be honest, to bring some stuff out of the closet. We, have, we, we talk about coming out of the closet in our society. Well, I tell you what, there's a coming out of the closet of our double-mindedness yeah. and, and unbelief and, and our disappointments and our disillusionments. Be honest. Be honest with God. God, this is how I feel. This is where it's at. I'm still here, so clearly I believe. I'm still here. There's some belief, but you know what? My believing has taken a battering. And the Lord Jesus today is encouraging us to look unto him. Look unto Jesus, the author and perfecter. This couple here, what are your, what's your names? 